0: Amen. Amen. With apologies to Johnny Cash, hello, I'm Paul (laughs) McLean. It's great to be back from a three month sabbatical, and I'm so grateful to Scott and Catherine for taking on lots of additional loads and duties throughout the summer. And I'm grateful to all of you for the gift of a summer of unscheduled, unplugged time. In planning the sabbatical, my thoughts went to those items I wished to cross off my and Ruthie's bucket lists, including retreat time on the Isle of Iona in Scotland. It was powerful to attend an international worship service at the Iona Abbey one Sunday, and then spend some quiet time in reflection at McLean's Cross that afternoon, which was placed there by ancestors 500 years ago. I found a bench that became my retreat spot all week. It was near the ruins of an ancient nunnery where I felt the gentle breeze from the sea. The words that kept calling to me from the Holy Spirit were, Receive each day with gratitude. The image that kept coming back to me for God was that of the great appreciator. My bench was a place for remembering and giving thanks to the Holy Trinity for all who had gone before on that mystical island in my family over the centuries and all along my spiritual journey. I celebrated the end of a very long day by taking off my boots and leaving them in the middle of our room. Unfortunately, Ruthie tripped over them later that night and injured her knee. I've heard several sermons about those boots since then. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, when we needed to get to a nearby village, which had the only doctor in the area, We learned there were no taxis and that public transportation was very limited. Our innkeeper put us in touch with Hadrian, a volunteer who gives rides to people who need them through a community services agency. Hadrian is a tall, gregarious guy from Oxfordshire in South England. The community service van he normally used had been vandalized over the weekend. So he used his personal car to give rides that day. Hadrian told us he has five kids and had just helped his daughter move with a move and replaced her broken cell phone to the tune of 500 quid. He said his teenage children lovingly call him the bank. (laughs) During our ride, Hadrian kept an eye out for a woman named Cloudy. He told us that Cloudy had experienced lots of hard knocks in her life. But Hadrian told us, you know, she's always filled with optimism. You could tell that Hadrian knows Cloudy's daily pattern. He spotted her in a shop and invited her to join us for the ride. Cloudy said hello to us, and flashed us one of the most beautiful smiles I've ever seen. Hadrian asked her about her afternoon plans. She said she planned to paint that day. She said she had some things she wanted to work out through her art. When we arrived at the next village, Hadrian tenderly helped me get Ruthie into the doctor's office and later gave Ruthie a big comforting hug. He got us all to where we needed to be and then he got us all safely back. There was something holy about the relationship between Hadrian and Cloudy. I felt I had been in the presence of two members of the Holy Trinity that day. I saw Jesus and the self giving love of Hadrian. I saw the Holy Spirit the radiant hope of Cloudy. Hadrian looked out for Cloudy, and Cloudy animated Hadrian's life. Thin places between the Holy Trinity and all humanity and the lines that separate past, present, and future that I felt and wrestled with during prayer time on my bench suddenly all became a porous place with no boundaries and what came to be for me a holy ride. Our Old Testament lesson from Exodus is all about crossing those thin places and lines. At first glance, it reads like a faded old yellow recipe card that you might find tucked away in your grandmother's kitchen. It is the detailed instructions about how to prepare and cook the lamb for Passover. This meal, this communal meal, is not a one-time event, though. It is to be celebrated as a yearly festival and observed as a perpetual ordinance. Even the instructions themselves celebrate circular time. The lamb is to be prepared the first month of the year, marking a new beginning and fresh start each meal. In the original recipe, it is to be eaten on the run, hurriedly, ready to depart. The Language conveys the urgency, the fear, and the hope of the first Passover, the first exodus from slavery. But it also conveys a meal in motion, It reminds us that in ritual, God invites us to remember the past in a way that propels us into the new life of the present and future. We understand this as anamnesis. It's a Greek word that means remember. But to remember in such a way that a past event becomes a present reality as well as a future hope. Anamnesis is at the very heart of the Eucharist, the communion, we will celebrate in a few moments. In our Eucharistic prayer, we lift up these words toward Jesus. We remember his death. We proclaim his resurrection. We await his coming in glory. As we offer these words in prayer, past, present, and future converge into one. Remembrance has its deepest meaning when it informs how we see God at work in the here and now and how we join God in ultimately bringing heaven to earth. During the second phase of the sabbatical in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I checked off another bucket list item by having coffee with Phil LaCour. Phil is a tutor, which is what we call a professor at St. John's College, home of the Great Books Program. He is an interesting person. Years ago, he began a journey toward the Episcopal priesthood, and instead, the path led him to become a devout Jew. Phil wears a yarmulke everywhere he goes. He was one of the most influential teachers and mentors in my life. My bucket list item was to thank him in person for what he did for me 20 years ago. Phil accepted my thanks graciously, and we reminisced a little about old times. Then he steered the conversation toward what we are both thinking and doing, and most importantly, who we we are being today. Phil, now age 79, just co-founded a publishing company, a week after we met, he was to co-lead a seminar on the latest developments in genetics. He shared with me links to YouTube videos he had recently done or found interesting. And then Phil opened up about his daughter's recent death and we reflected on our shared grief over the loss of family members. We arranged to meet again when he's in Memphis for a conference this coming April. I'll need some recommendations from you on where I can treat him to some kosher barbecue. I went to that coffee with Phil, seeing it as a one-time event with an agenda, to cross off a bucket list item by saying thank you to a mentor. Instead, Phil presented me with a far more lavish gift, that of renewing and re-entering a living, breathing, forward-looking relationship of mutual learning and loving. He let me know that we're not through with each other yet, far from it. As I reflected on my coffee with Phil, I felt I encountered the other member of the Trinity feel reminded me of God the Father with his persistent longing and his creative and life-giving wisdom. The first Passover described in our Exodus reading is seen as the defining event of salvation for the Hebrew people. Yet this passage also invites us to see salvation as a living, breathing, forward-looking process that continues year after year. One of the questions that kept coming to me during the sabbatical was, saved? Saved for what? That's still an open question for me, and perhaps it is for all of us. But that ride with Cloudy and Hadrian, and my coffee with Phil, propelled me closer to an answer, or at least gave me a new beginning towards slowing down and taking the time just to live that question. Later in the week, we met Hadrian again. He had repaired the van that was vandalized and was out making his rounds. And uh, he he checked in on Ruthie. He uh, joked with us. And he graciously allowed us to take his, take his picture. Then we also ran into Cloudy later that week. She shared with, with me that she she... I had worshiped again at that service in Iona Abbey on that Sunday. She also let me know that she was going to a prayer circle that afternoon. And she said, I am so looking forward to it. I bet and imagine Hadrian helped her get there. The holy ride continues. Amen.